Blog Talk Radio. Well, good afternoon, young man. How are you this afternoon? Uh, I'm doing well. How about you? I am excited because we get to talk yet again, especially after you are fresh off of just knocking out everyone uh, during the knockout battles on The Voice just a few hours ago. So how are you feeling after such a powerful performance? I'm feeling great. It was was fun. I had a great time. Well, everybody, as you know, everybody is still talking about it. I mean, you showed up and showed out, as we say often in the Black Church, and you know, I, I put it. I'll put a spell on you, and you put a spell on everyone. Was you know all of the the um, microphone stand tricks and how you just owned the stage? Was that something that you had planned during rehearsal, or did that just kind of happen spur of the moment because you were so caught up in the whole the, the whole uh, performance? Yeah, that was a little bit of both. Um, I had an idea of using the mic stand as a prop, um, and I worked on a couple of ideas, but I, like, you know, like, like they also say in the lecture, I let the spirit use me. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I really just kind of let go and, you know, let, you know, let fate have its way with, with the way I was going to perform. And it just, everything just kind of felt natural based off of, you know, what I was doing in my practice. Well, it was a total showmanship moment. Um, You're too young for this. I'm going to show my age. But I remember as a kid watching old video clips of James Brown, how he used to perform and using that mic stand and the cape and all of that. I mean, that was one of those (laughs) classic James Brown moments that you performed that was great. Wow, that's that's a huge, huge, huge treat for me um, to to pull. I, I I've always been a fan of James Brown, and and I would say his his protege Prince and Michael Jackson as well. So I think it's yeah. I I take I take that with the the utmost the highest regard and respect. So I really appreciate it. Well, you are more than deserving of that uh, compliment there. Well, okay, so tell us, what did your team captain have to say immediately after that performance? Yeah, so, Blake, I, honestly, I think I surprised him. <laughs> he was awesome. Um, yeah, it was, it was a little surprising for him. I, I don't think he actually realized what I could do. And I think that was, for on my part, I think that was more intentional. Because I don't, you know, I didn't want to give away all my tricks. I didn't want to, you know, let anyone really know what I could do. Mainly because I usually try to focus on that moment, that performance in this moment. Because, you know, I'm a researcher in the way that I perform. I like to, you know, study different artists and over, you know, from from Freddie Mercury to Steven Tyler to Sting to Bono. I mean, you know, I'm just naming rock stars, but at the same time, to Stevie Wonder, to uh, Marvin Gaye and Sam Cooke. Like, looking at, listening and kind of learning from all different walks of life, George Strait um, to Garth Brooks to Faith Hill. Um, I've, I've, 
been able to study and learn as much as I can, um, you know, based on, you know, where I grew up and how I grew up. And, um, you know, even even some of the gospel greats, you know, like Rand Allen and uh, Kirk Franklin and the way that they perform. Well, that is a long, natural, very impressive list of, of uh, mentors for you to, uh, you know, work with and dream of. And, I mean, that's a more, I mean, it covers so many different genres there. Well, now, as we all saw, uh, country music superstar Reba McIntyre was also a part of that big show. Was there enough time? Did you get to meet her backstage or, or, or any uh, communications with her or what? Yes, yes. I I was able to talk with her for, for a good minute um, and just talk to her about, you know, um, I got to tell her that I literally grew up watching her TV show. Um, like she was in my in my living room all the time on television. Um, me and my mom used to watch her show religiously every weekend, pretty much every weekend growing up. And I just loved her personality and just the type of person she was. And then knowing that, you know, she was basically a cousin from me, you know, being from Oklahoma and me being from Texas and, you know, not being that far from me. And so just knowing that, you know, Someone to be as just delightful and personable as she was, you know, to to see how she made it. And, you know, Blake made a really good point with this, you know, with her saying that, you know, he looked up to her because they grew up in the county next to each other. And he thought that he could make it with that. That pushed him to say, you know what, I think I can make it too, just like we both. And so, you know, meeting her for me was, was an absolute delight. And just to get some advice from her because, you know, she has, you know, 30, a little over 30, maybe even 40 years of, of career experience that I could tap into. And so I just asked her so many questions. One of the questions that they actually ended up showing there that I asked her was, you know, what's the best advice that you've ever been given? giving and he ended up giving me some really great advice and that was just something that I was like you know what like I can take this I can take this with me um you know from you know from her and and, and use it and run with it and give to other people one day so or to even my own children and so to be able to sit there and you know be in her presence and get to know her and see how personable she was it just, it made me feel good and, um, you know, very thankful and grateful for the opportunity. Well, let's get even nosier. Well, so what did she tell you? I, you know, I'm going to ask you. So what, what's something yeah. that you can share yeah. with us? Yeah, so one thing that I did ask her, you know, besides the question that I asked about, you know, what's, what's the best advice that you've been uh, that you've given, um, she, she said that um, show us on time. Don't waste anyone else's time and come prepared. That's what she told me. And that's what I really wanted to show in that performance that I gave was that, hey, I'm here and I'm prepared and I'm ready to be. And that's what I took. You know, I took advantage of that, of the advice that she gave and then wanted to make sure that Blake saw that as well 
and saw that I was ready to, you know, take, you know, take, take coaching and expand upon it. The other advice that he gave um, on the other question that I asked her, you know, just in conversation was, you know, being from a small town, I grew up in Jasper, Texas, on border Louisiana, and he actually bonded on the fact that our dad used to take us both hunting when we were younger. I told her, I was like, yeah, my dad always took me deer hunting, he took me squirrel hunting as a kid, and she was like, I used to go, I used to go hunting with my dad when I grew up. And so just to kind of know that we had that connection was really, you know, it just goes to show you, you know, that we, we have a lot more coming than, than our differences, even in, in the, the, the color of our skin. And so that was a really cool, you know, thing to learn about her as well. That's a very, very cool story. Very cool story. Well, now, uh, Blake Shelton, your coach there, described you to Reba as being a soul singer guy. And you've been doing these songs that are just, I call them meat and potatoes song. I mean, of course, I'll put a spell on you. And then you uh, did the, um, a change is going to come. Is that, are, are those types of full body songs, is that your preference as far as genre of singing or does it matter? Honestly, I don't consider myself, and it's it's really hard to, you know, say this at the same time because I don't like to confine myself to a summer because of the way I grew up and the way I've learned is that I can sing anything. I can sing everything that because that's what I did as a kid. I grew up listening to country music. I grew up listening to hard rock and and pop rock. I grew up listening to gospel. I grew up listening to um, what? I grew up listening to uh, very, very um, bluesy and bluegrassy type of music. And that's what made me who I am, even now, even as an artist in my own original music um, and pop. I grew up on just, you know, plain pop music, you know, 2000, uh, late, late 90s, early 2000 pop music. So that's just something, you know, I, I like to consider myself a, a, a black male variant of Kelly Clarkson because, you know, one thing that people can say is that Kelly Clarkson can sing anything. Yes, she And can. my goal is to show America the same thing, that, hey, I can be just like Kelly Clarkson. I want to sing anything. I want to be able to do do my my noise on like Kelly, like Kelly does her Kelly Yogi's on her TV show. And, you know, just to prove that I'm, you know, I, I, I genre in. Um, you know, and a lot of my favorite artists, even now that I listen to are within different genres. And so, um, when it comes to singing and doing music, I consider myself, yes, very soulful because that's the voice I have. But I do, in my own personal music, I do a lot of country music. I also do a lot of, um, I do a lot of pop music as well. So that's why I usually say I'm a pop artist because of the fact that pop popular is what, what is popular to everyone. And so I, I like to sing anything. I like to sing everything. But in the case of the show, I've been singing fuller songs because that is the, that's what matches my tone 
in the, in the you know and either all be brown, but my hope is to show a little bit more as well as I move further throughout the round. Well, as the whole world saw, you almost went home. Blake stole you. Man, that was scary. He stole, stole you from chance. So what was your, I mean, that those quick seconds, what were, what, what thoughts, what were your thoughts? Good question. Um, my thoughts, to be quite honest, were that I'm going to be okay. That was one of my thoughts. Because one thing that me and Ray, Ray Rail, who I went against in the battle rounds, the main goal that we had throughout the battle round was that we both make it to the next round. And I had a cold throughout that whole, like throughout that whole performance because of the fact that I just had a feeling that everything was going to be all right regardless. And, you know, you could call it, it was, you could say it was karma, good karma. You could say it was God. You could say it was the universe, whichever. But honestly, I just felt like everything was going to be okay and everything was going to work out the way it needed to. And if that was going all, then, hey, that's just how it works. You know, I'm at a point in my life now where, you know, the main thing that's the most important thing for me now in my life is my kids and my partner and my family as a whole. And so being able to have this opportunity is something that I'm very thankful for. And I, I thank God for every single day. But at the same time, I understand that, hey, sometimes there's a season for everything. And if, if, if the Lord says that, you know, my season and this is over, then I'm just going to, I'm going to listen and I'm going to move the way I need to. So, I, but I had a cold, and the moment that Blake hit that button, it just, it was like, God, I knew it. I knew you were looking out for me. <laughs> I was so happy for you uh, because I'm originally from Texas, so I know where Hutto and Jasper, near Lufkin, I mean, I know where all these places are. And yes, I was, yeah, I was really cheering for you. And so I'm so glad that, you know, that old saying, oh, we got to stop meeting like this. No, in this case, we do need to keep meeting like this because that means you are still in the competition. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we got yeah, to keep going with this. So finally here, okay, can you can you share with us? What are your plans? I always like asking the contestants, what are your plans for this weekend? What is your your strategy? Are you going to be planning strategy? What's, what's going to be happening for you this weekend? And you mean uh, moving into the next round? Yeah, moving into the next round, having some little downtime. Uh, what's, what's going to be happening with you? So I would say right now I'm just, I just want to focus on, you know, on my goals. So my goal here is to, you know, really, again, show my eclecticism, how eclectic that I am as an artist. So I've just been delving into a whole um, list of songs that I've sang and performed in the past, songs that I feel like I can sing and that I can perform, and then kind of compiling the list and trying to narrow down what song I'm, I'm deciding to do, you know, now moving into the playoff round. So that's really my goal. 
is to just, you know, figure out what I want to do and then, um, you know, try to talk with Blake about it and kind of, you know, read into his mind about, you know, what he thinks I could more than likely do. But really, I want, again, I, like I said, I want to fill my in everything, you know, kind of like Kelly Clarkson does. And I just want to, I want to be able to go up there and, and be a rock star. <laughs> Once again, be another rock star again, yet again. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let me ask you these couple of last questions here. Now, whose idea was it for you to sing I'll Put a Spell on You? Was that Blake's or yours? Blake, can you say it again? Whose idea was it for you to sing I'll Put a Spell on You? Oh, whose idea? Yeah. So actually, um, I, I, I had an idea to do that song. Well, it was either that and a couple of other songs um, that I kind of narrowed down to to like my top four or five. And I just honestly felt like out of the songs, out of those four or five songs that I chose, I was like, man, you know what? Like, I think it would be really cool to kind of pay homage to, like, what, you know, what I listen to, not only as a kid, but the type of artist that I want to not only be, but also where I want to see myself in the future. And the thing that really kept sticking out to me with I Could Have Fell On You was the fact that me going to the Grammys when I was, how old was I at that time? I think I was 22 or 23 years old. And I was able to go to the Grammys because I was a part of the Grammy U program, um, Grammy University program, as a student while I was in college. And that opened up the opportunity for me to get there for the Grammys. I bought my own ticket. I saved up my money. I bought my own ticket for the Grammys. I wore a nice suit, everything. I actually still have a photo. I think I have a photo um, of it. But um was able to go there and experience the Grammys for the first time. And that year, I got to see so many amazing performances. I got to see Beyonce. I got to see, uh, who else? I got to see Lady Gaga perform with Tony Bennett. Um, I don't know. Oh, man, that's so handy. But the one that really stood out to me, that that the performance that really stood out to me the most was actually Annie Lennox and Hosier both performing together. They did a they did a matchup, and I love when they do this at the Grammys where they kind of bring the new artist with the older artist, and then they just do a matchup of a, of a song. And it just so happened, you know, kind of full circle moment that the, the song that they performed or the songs that they performed are the two songs that both Tasha and I performed in our knockout round. Hosier performed with Annie Lennox, and Hosier did Take Me to Church, and then uh, Anna, Annie Lennox jumped in and started singing the song with him, and then they matched it up with I Could Have Fell You with Annie Lennox performing it. And when I heard Annie Lennox's version of that song, um, I Could Have Fell On You, it like it was like it cast a spell on me. And I just fell in love with that song. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I've never heard that song like this before. It's really cool. I love the way she's doing it. And so it kind of came full circle in that moment 
for for me, you know, being able to go to the Grammys and seeing it performed that night, and then coming to the end to do my own version of it, you know, kind of mixture of both her version and Elise and you know Simone versions, and kind of pay homage to both of them as artists, and then also um, kind of leave a little bit of those elements of the original Screaming Jay Hawk in that the last that I did in the performance kind of got that from him. Um, and just kind of show my artistry throughout it. And it, and it ended up working out in my face. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy and ecstatic that I get to move on to the playoff round. Well, the song is more than living up to its title, especially for you and for all of the wonderful singers and talented singers who have sang it. And I am just looking for, I know the whole world is looking forward to see what will you do next week. <laughs> we cannot wait to see it. So before we close out, how can people, hey, are you going to put that, you should put the picture of you when you went to the Grammys on your social media pages so we can see it. Please. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I actually, I know I have on Instagram, but I, I will I'll uh, go ahead and I'll find it again, and then I'll post it on um, on my Facebook and um, on my Twitter as well. But yeah. yeah, I I man, that picture was a long time ago. It's okay. <laughs> but, it's okay. Uh, we'll you forgive can you. Tell how, how young I look in the photo, but oh. I, I mean, it's just amazing, you know, to be able to to have that experience and you know, being an artist, you know, as long as I have and the things that I've been able to do. Um, I'm very thankful that I, I had the opportunity to, you know, be able to do it. Well, I, I would, I'm going to put this out here now. Who knows? This time next year, you might be walking up on the Grammy Award stage to get your very own Grammy Award. So let's just put it out there now. How about that? No, <laughs> it's I'm out there. It is out <laughs> there. And okay, I'm going to start following you on Instagram. Uh, how can people start following you? What's your handle? Yeah, so um, I first the first thing I usually tell people is my website. So you okay. can look at me on my website. It's noiva.live. N-O-I-V-A-S. My name is Fabian, spelled backwards. Okay. Um, so noiva.live. L-I-V-E. Um, or you can follow me on all of my social media with the same handle. And that's at Noivo Wright, which is, again, my name spelled backwards, and my last name, Wright, W-R-I-G-H-C. So Noivo, N-O-I-V-A-S, Wright, W-R-I-G-H-C. And that's pretty much all of my social media accounts. Um, and, yeah, it's, I'm thankful for this opportunity, and I'm, I'm ready to, to show what I can do next and show, show that I, I – and, you know, I'm, I'm, I can I can think outside the box of every performance that I do. Yes, you can. You can definitely, you can sing, think, and perform outside of any box that you choose. You have proven that. So we're going to be, yeah, we're going to be cheering you on. You know, as I said, Texas girl, Texas guy. I mean, let's see, we've got the, the Astros won the series. We got University of Houston was in March Madness. We got you. You're going to bring the gold home from The Voice. And now, Norvis, if we could just do something about those doggone Dallas Cowboys, I think us Texans would be batting a thousand. (laughs) 
Oh, man, that's, that's a whole different story there. That's a there. whole <laughs> different convo right there. But we're going to keep working on them, too. We're going to send them a prayer cloth. <laughs> exactly. How about that? <laughs> oh, oh, man, let, let, let's throw the Mavericks and the Spurs in there, too. Yes, we should. <laughs> we should. Well, again, Norvis, as always, our second time chatting. Thank you so much. And I hope that we can meet up again in about another week or two to just continue the journey with you on The Voice. So thank you so much. And we'll tune in to see what yes, happens next week. I would week. love to. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, you have a great rest of the day. Take care. Yes, ma'am. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.